0: Hi, I'm Bene Dior, The Coach Guardian, and welcome to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Peter Wallman on the line, and if you've been looking for a new, exciting modality to get to the deepest root of someone's highest purpose for their life, Then you've got to listen to this episode. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office. Gain ultimate freedom and flexibility in your coaching business with Life Coach Office, the online coaching software specifically designed for the single coach coaching business. You can use the software to manage your client files and coaching resources all in one place online. And it's all under one umbrella with an easy to use technology. If you'd like to give Life Coach Office a try, you can do that for seven days, no credit card required, just an email address. Check out www.universalcoachingsystems.com/lco. Welcome back. I am honored to introduce today's guest. Peter Wallman, who is the author of the best-selling The Wisdom of Passion and The Inventor of Passion Mapping, which enables individuals, pairs, and groups to connect with their deepest essence and to generate clarity about what's the most important and fulfilling thing for them and their lives. He's a world leader in techniques to discover, ignite, and direct passion in people and in organizations. Peter's also a dear friend of mine and someone I love to collaborate with. He has worked with people in all walks of life at every level in the sort of food chain and is just an amazing man who, who has brought this incredible new modality into the world. And so I'm so excited to have Peter on the show so that he can tell you all about it and see if that ignites something in your coaching and can take you even further. Enjoy. Hello, Peter, and welcome back to Coach Pep
1: Talk. Thank you, Benai. It's lovely to be back.
0: I love having you on the show because, as you know, I'm a huge fan of your work and the modality. I consider passion mapping a a very specific and unique modality that, um, that coaches can tap into to really take their clients to a new level. I love the modality. I love what you teach. So every time I get you in and get to share passion mapping with more coaches just makes my day. So... Without any further ado, we're gonna have this episode is gonna be all about highest purpose, which is something you've really dug your teeth into a lot, I think, in the last year, and so that's why I wanted to get you back so we could explore that on a on a deeper level and and bring that message out to even more coaches. Um, so I thought you could kick us off by just setting the scene, and given that we're talking to an audience of coach change makers out there, coach leading authorities in a specific coaching niche, can you tell us? what is a highest purpose? Just to set that scene.
1: I'd like to actually address that by talking about intention first, because intention and purpose are related. And I wanted to tell a little anecdote first about what I do when I, when I train coaches, when we run a program, we ask them, what's your highest intention, not purpose. What's your highest intention for these four days? And then if you achieve that, what does that look and feel like? Now I've, I've trained more than 100 people and every single per- person achieves that in the time. They think about the intention, they let it go and at the end we visit and they've achieved it. So I'm absolutely stunned at how powerful intention is in that environment. It can be equally important for just a coaching session what's different between purpose and intention intention is usually a limited idea you have an intention for a particular event or a particular time frame whereas a purpose is a longer term um, intention if you like it's something that you would like to achieve over a long period now some people work with the idea of a life intention or life purpose and a life purpose Um, is fine to have a statement the whole of life is a long time and my sense is that people change their purpose statement over time anyway so it's probably better to have what's the highest purpose i can have at this time which is a broad statement around how i want to live my life at this point of time and it's an inspiring statement And uh, it guides me. So if I think about my own purpose statement, it's about inspiring people one at a time to raise global awareness. So I'm interested in, That's a very broad statement that is mine. It's not my business. So purpose statement to reiterate is something that inspires me. And it inspires me to live my life in a particular way. And and, and to live from the integrity of who I am. It's really important to have a statement that actually relates to who you are at your essence. And in the work that I do, that's really, how does it relate to the things I'm passionate about? Because if I'm passionate about certain things and I develop a purpose statement based on those energies, then it flows. My life flows towards that purpose. It's a long answer to a short question, but it's a fairly um, unclear space we're in.
0: It is. And I've talked to a couple of of different um, of my podcast guests about purpose, intention, mission, and it is a bit of a complicated space. Um, but I love the way that you've explained. I think there were a couple of real gems in there, particularly what is the my highest purpose at this time? I can really... Relate with that, and you know, and for me, you know, mine is similar, it's got a global kind of impact to it, but it is what gets me out of bed and inspires me each day. And even though it's my mission, I do that, you know, if I'm at the shops checking out, you know, at Woolworths or whatever, but then I also, you know, do it when I'm working in my business and when I work with my team and I work with my clients, so it filters it. Through everything and when I interact with my family, so um, I like how you've set this the scene there if, I hope I've <laughs> interpreted that correctly
1: i, I think I think uh, what you say is correct my highest purpose has to cover how I am with my family, how I am with the person in the corner store, how I am in my business yeah how I am with my mentors whoever it's it's the broadest broadest statement of how I want to be in the world. It often can Actually, capture what is it, what's the quality that we bring to the world that actually enables us to achieve that purpose.
0: So, I've got I kind of got three things. The highest purpose inspires you, it also is the broadest statement of how you want to be in the world, how you want to show up. And then it's also, it can change with time.
1: It can, yes, and it does. To- I, I would just like to say one thing about calling. Some people have a sense of calling that can guide them right through their life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: there's something that connects them spiritually to a particular thing. Some I've worked with people who had a calling to work with animals. It's not always about people. So it can be about the environment can be about the animals can be about other people. But it's bigger than ourselves. It's much bigger than ourselves.
0: That one where it could change with time. For some people it actually does, and for some people it doesn't.
1: Yeah, most people it does.
0: It does. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, well, I think you've set the stage really beautifully about what is a highest purpose and sort of what we're going to be talking about in this interview. So can you talk a little bit more about, you know, we've got people who are owning who own coaching businesses listening to this show and or people who are just about to embark on that journey and start their first coaching practice. What does knowing your highest purpose, you know, when you're in that position of leadership as a, as a coach in the world, what does that do for your business?
1: Well, it, it, gives it, it, it gives it boundaries, and it gives it energy, and it gives it focus. Now, I use the, the uh, analogy of a river and the river banks, and the river, river flows, and the flow of the rhythm river is, river is like our life force or like our passion. And our purpose is like the banks. It mm-hmm. sets boundaries on, on what we do, where we spend our time, where we put our energy. It's really important that the purpose that we create for our business sits within the purpose we create for ourselves. Otherwise, we're creating a very difficult situation and it won't, it, we won't get the flow we need to have a successful business, I believe.
0: What, what came up with me when you were, for me when you were talking about that was how um, quite a lot of, of coaches, especially before their, their, their coaching practice is established, um, you know, and they are really in that flow state, they are in, a, in this sort of conflict. It's almost like they've got two or three <laughs> rivers going. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right play on, the, on your analogy, but have you experienced working specifically with any coaches like that, where you've, you've found that to be the case?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's quite common. In fact, I've experienced that myself by spreading the whole river. <laughs> I think I have too. <laughs> in, in different directions at once. Yeah. So it, ultimately, all of this work around purpose, passion, intention is about bringing consciousness to what we do. And if we're really conscious about what we do, then we can, we can change it, we can direct it, we can do, you know, we can manage ourselves within our practice and we can manage our practice as well my interest is in enabling people or giving people tools where they can bring all of these things into alignment they can be clear about what their purpose for the practice is they can be intentional at any time with a client or whether they're creating something that they're really intentional about that they're intentional about every meeting they have with someone they're clear about what they want to achieve or even if that is just getting to know someone. But basically, it all comes into line. Passion and purpose and intention and goals are all in line. And when they're in line, things flow. Mm. When they're not in line, things don't flow. And even my work with passions is bringing passions into line. If you imagine it, you know, passions pull us in different directions. We have passions about different things, and they pull us in different directions. And the work that I do, the passion maps is to bring them all into one place and create one single force yeah. and, and direct it to where we want to go. Mindfully.
0: I think you, you, sometimes when we've spoken about this in the past, you've talked about uh, a really obvious one is, you know, someone who really wants to spend all day at the beach, maybe surfing or something, but then at the same time, they've got this huge passion for building a really impactful business, you know, that, and there's this real, time pull <laughs> between the two. If, if I've interpreted it correctly, the, the, a passion mapping kind of approach can help you realign and find peace with both of those passions.
1: Yeah, what I think you're saying, Benet, is, you know, some people have conflicting passions or conflicting intentions. And how do you manage that? They want, might want to go surfing, but they also might want to be, you know, contributing to the world. I think, I think the only way to do that is to almost look at it from a bird's eye point of view and to see the, see those energies as a whole. And then the purpose helps to guide where they, where, where your energy goes. If you see the surfing as a part of being in integrity in yourself and, and in energizing yourself and connecting with nature or whatever it is that surfing gives you, then you can see that in terms of the bigger picture of your purpose in the world that it actually, it's not, it's not against it. It's actually supporting it. The only way you can see those conflicts is from above and passion and your purpose statement gives you a really clear way to do that. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately that's the big picture. And other things you're doing in the world are not supporting that, you know, if your surfing has become so prominent that it's, it's actually taking away from that purpose, then by being conscious, you can change that. I'm I'm reminded of a guy who I worked with who loved photography and he loved his work which was actually creating PowerPoint presentations for people and he loved surfing and and they all seemed to be in conflict but he actually ended up with a um a vision of actually running or sort of taking photographs of of surfing and making um making presentations as a result of that. So he got himself a job uh, traveling around the world for a surfing magazine, taking photos, and making PowerPoint presentations.
0: <laughs> there you go. All of his so passions there
1: are <laughs> There are often solutions to what seem to be impossible conflicts. And I love those when you can find them.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm looking at my, my passion map that you helped me. um, You facilitated for me a couple of months ago. I must've been half a year ago now, actually. And, um, yeah, it's got all these crazy things on there, but man, they go perfectly together, and it's just me. It's just me in a little picture. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, okay, so let's move on to that, Peter, because um, you know coaches, they're into modalities, they love new tools, they love new ways that they can deep dive with their clients and help get their clients to a whole new level and you know have these have breakthrough kind of sessions where their clients just go. And I really think that passion mapping is one of those modalities, one of those tools that just slots right into almost any coaching niche. So I would love to like just explore some of the steps that are in passion mapping for those kind of coaches, you know, who are looking for these kind of new tools so that they can kind of get a feel for what passion mapping is. And then maybe if they're interested, then they can go in and get in touch with you and um, get into some of your great programs that you're running. So could you just walk us through um, at a really high level, of course, because, you know, this is just a short interview, but some of like what passion mapping is so that coaches can get a flavor of, of, of what this is all about.
1: The well, passion mapping program has at its focus a passion map, and a passion map is a representation or pattern which um, combines all the essence, essences of all of the things that bring us alive. Now, in my way of thinking, passion is energy; it's life force, and our life force shows up in different ways. And we're not really, we're not really usually able to be able to able to see that. We're not able to see how the energy of passion arises in our body. So we coach coach people to do that and and to capture all the ways they come alive. There's a an initial exploration process. It's done with a workbook or done on our new app. or And then there's a one-on-one process with a, a qualified coach and you get to the essence of each of your passions. Now, it's very clear that to me, through lots and lots of this work, that there's great skill and um, to be developed through getting to the essence of what people are passionate about. Everything has a sweet spot. Everything has language which inspires us. So we might be talking about dancing, for example, and and different people have different ways where they come alive through that. They may become the dance, being the dance, dancing, moving my body, moving to the... There'll be, a, there'll be a phrase there that captures it is most um, inspiring and energizing we capture all of them typically there are about fifteen of those in people's lives and they cover relationship and what we do but the one of the interesting things is that we also capture the qualities of being we need to actually live those so it's not enough to know um, what we want to do it's but we also need to know who we need to be in what we want to do and that's where i think a lot of coaching and leadership and other places fall. the other modalities fall down it's not only the being it's the doing they fit together and then from there um, when people have the experience of all of their map all of their elements they then bring them together in a pattern or a map and there's a quite a magical experience then for most people it's like a spiritual wholeness that people experience i can i
0: can definitely attest to that
1: (laughs) and it's it's impossible to explain that yeah Uh, it's something that most people have never experienced and it's just an extraordinary process or extraordinary experience of under if all of the things become alive at once being present and then from there we go through a number of processes to you know, how do we take this into life? How do we take into our our coaching process? And that requires a sense of that. That's where purpose is really important and also vision. So in terms of moving forward from that place and bringing this new sense of potential, this new sense of self-confidence, this new sense of wholeness, moving forward to that place requires a clear sense of purpose and it requires some sense of vision. So that's where the coaching process starts. So when 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 a client has done a passion map with a you know with a coach the coach has a much deeper understanding of the client and the client is able to operate from a more coherent more integrated place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd speak to that at all Ben in your experience would that Yeah, be true for
0: you? yeah I would like to cuz like just hearing you map out the process in you know in these steps it's kind of like you almost start in your head by the exploring process and, and doing a lot of head work. And then you have this sort of, you, you get one-on-one with the coach, you know, in my situation, I was lucky enough to get to work with you and you really have that gift of reading energy beautifully and listening for those, um, those, those, those words that I'm using and, and hooking onto those and then calling me on, on things. So it starts to become more leaves my head a little bit more and starts going into my body. And then once I, the thing I loved about passion mapping so much is, is that once we kind of elicited the, the main elements and qualities um, of, of my passions, then you do go into this full embodied experience so that you do feel all of them working congruently at a point. You know, and that is when you create your passion. map. And that was a big thing for me was like, oh my gosh, if I can feel all my passions right now in this moment working so beautifully and flowing like exactly how they should be. Then I can do it again. And then you go back into head <laughs> because it's in action and well, vision. And I don't know if that that's my, I'm a bit of a head kind of person anyway, but that was what was so beautiful for me as an overthinker <laughs> about well, the process.
1: Yeah, I mean, underneath the process is the belief that, You know, our bodies carry an enormous amount of wisdom. The the body tells the truth. It doesn't argue against itself.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: we we get into places in our own heads where we think I'm not good enough or I don't have what it takes or I'm, I'm fearful or whatever. But the body doesn't feel that. The body feels what it feels and people experience a different sense of self through their body than they do through their head. And so the, I neglected to say that all through this process, we are actually moving towards a deep embodied self. Yeah. And then we come back ultimately into the head. And that's how we, we act in the world.
0: Yeah. But
1: we're making decisions about ourselves in the world from a much deeper place. And I think it's a, it's a more coherent place. And when I've worked with indigenous people, they often have this deep sense of connection with themselves. Um, in terms of making their own decisions and their problems more cultural. Anyway, I'm getting off the track there.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a, a very interesting topic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a process from the body down through, I guess, feelings and down into a sense of spirit, really, and then back up into uh, vision and purpose, intention and acting in the world
0: what i feel like you've really created there is is just a, a beautiful process for helping helping coaches get their clients to this to, to their own tr- real truth and to embody that and feel it in this certain moment and i feel like that's such a gift you know no matter what coaching niche the coach is working in to be able to get their client to feel to facilitate that moment for their client and then continue the work from there. It's just, yeah, it's just such a, it's such a gift. So that's why I really wanted to interview you a little bit about this process, put a little bit of a teaser out there. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully get even more coaches <laughs> trained up in passion mapping. Cause it's such a cool thing to experience. Anyway, is there anything else? Have we got all the steps? Are you, are you feeling like that? You've answered that completely for the, we do,
1: <coughs> we do have an app we're just releasing, which will enable people to, to stay connected to those, Deeper states in themselves, um, you know. So it's it's um, really important to be able to keep that. And if we, unless we actually consciously do that, we don't. So that's a big part of it too. To actually, as, as Jack Cornfield said, from the from the ecstasy to the laundry, yeah. how do we take that sense of confidence and, and act on that? Yeah. It's you know, if a coach has actually worked with a client in, in facilitating their passion map, then they can they can quite easily help them back to that place. And we use an anchor to do that.
0: Before we leave, I want to, I love asking everybody this question. So I want to know Peter, what, you know, given that, you know, you're speaking to an audience of coaches here, what's the number one advice you would give to a coach today?
1: My number one advice would be to adopt an attitude of gratitude that you're able to work with this person and to see them as an awesome human being and that you have the honor of working with and to inspire to higher and better things. So it's really managing our own attitude towards people coming deeply from our heart rather than our head in terms of how how we see them, how we interact with them and how we guide them.
0: Oh, I love that. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, my, when you were saying that, I was like, Oh, you know, just imagining myself centering, you know, before I get onto a call and centering myself in gratitude and appreciation that I get to be a part of that person's life and their journey and, and help them get, you know, solve this problem that they're dealing with. And it, it's very, it's a very good feeling.
1: <laughs> well, and it's, it's, it's so, it's so beautiful to work from that place too. It is. And it somehow is. we just, we learn more from that place about our client and about the human condition and the, ultimately about ourselves.
0: Wonderful. Okay, I think that's a a beautiful piece of advice. Thank you very much for sharing that with the audience today. Now, Peter, if people want to learn more about passion mapping, where do they go?
1: I think the best place to go is directly to our website. It's very hard to understand this work without doing it. So I strongly encourage you to find a way to get to uh, go through the process. And And
0: you run run workshops and things um, all over the place, don't you?
1: Yeah, from time to time, I run workshops. I've got one coming up in Bali and, and that's going to be quite phenomenal. We've got a couple of our really top people from practitioners from around the world there. And we'll be doing yoga and meditation and, and some movement as well as passion mapping, uh, both for individuals and couples. That's a whole different conversation around the power of this work with couples but yeah, it, um, it, there's a
0: lot of scope. Once you, once you understand the process to work with all sorts of different. So,
1: persons, so yeah, I, I just encourage anyone to have a look at that and, and, and uh, contact me or talk to me if they want to, I, they can make an appointment through our website.
0: Great. Right. And what is your URL, Peter? Of course, it'll be in the show notes too.
1: Oh, www.passion.mapsoneword.com. Right, and also I would say we have we have a a five steps to a highest purpose statement free document there that you can play with and see what what you come up with if you don't have a purpose statement yourself. If you do a, a program a passion mapping program, you create a a purpose statement at this from this deep space. It's a slightly different process.
0: Great, so that's just like a free thing they can get on your website to a get free start. thing on the
1: website, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Okay. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes too. All right, Peter, thank you so much for coming on the show again. It's always a pleasure to have you and I'm sure we'll see you again. I hope at least. And good luck in in Bali. It sounds like an awesome event.
1: Thank you, Benet. It's always lovely to come and work with you or to talk with you, I should say. (laughs) Thank you, Peter. Keep up the good work. I love what Uh, you're doing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, audience, for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. Be sure and go and like the show on iTunes. That um, just helps us get more of this great message out there to the coaches who need it so they can continue doing the great work that they do out in the world. All right. That's a wrap, everyone. Happy coaching are you feeling stuck in your coaching business either because you're new and you just really don't know how to get things started or you're, you've are you got a successful practice but you haven't systematized anything so you're starting to burn out well if either of those is you then I've got a really fantastic new free thing that you can download and it is the successful and sustainable coaching business checklist now what it does is in a very nice and beautiful way, presents the top systems and things you need to kind of do in the right order so that you can move towards a more leveraged and systematized coaching business. If that sounds fabulous to you and you can't wait to get your hands on it, then go to Universal Coaching sustainable and give me some feedback. Tell me what you think. Happy coaching.